Hey teachers! Today we are going to be talking about relearning and reteaching feelings. Growing up, we were taught and socialized that there are good feelings and bad feelings. That it is good to feel happy and it's bad to feel angry or sad. And if we are feeling any of the bad feelings, we should try to get out of those feelings and do something that makes us feel better. Well, I want to challenge that belief system. And I want us to relearn and reteach our students about emotions and about feelings. What if we were open to taking away the label of good versus bad or negative versus positive and we taught ourselves and our students that life is just 50-50? 50% comfortable emotions and 50% uncomfortable emotions. And what if all emotions were okay? If we are open to the idea that all emotions are okay, that we can slowly over time get our primitive brain to be less triggered when it encounters an uncomfortable emotion or an emotion that we don't particularly like. And when our primitive brain is less triggered, then we have more time to pause and engage our prefrontal cortex to choose how we want to act and respond to our feelings when we feel those hard emotions. If you really think about it, even intellectually, sensation-wise, emotions or feelings are literally just sensations in your body. Most of the time we take actions because we want to feel a certain way or feel a different way or we buffer through uncomfortable emotions. We avoid uncomfortable emotions or we resist emotions. But it is so important for every human, but especially teachers, to step into awareness, to learn to recognize their emotions, to feel them and to observe what actions they take when they feel uncomfortable feelings and observe the way they are showing up for themselves and for their students. Once you start observing your emotions and the actions you take, start asking yourself out of curiosity, are these emotions and actions I am taking serving me as a teacher and are they serving my students? When we as humans feel a certain way, we take certain actions or we don't take certain actions. So I encourage all teachers to spend at least a good week observing the top three emotions that you feel every day inside of your classroom and write down the sensations in your body. Write down your actions when you feel that way and see what results you're creating. When we are willing to feel any feeling, when we are open to feeling all of the sensations in our body that feelings cause, we slowly teach our brain that we can feel disrespected. We can feel impatient. We can feel frustration. We can feel unheard and we can feel out of control and it's okay. Nothing has gone wrong. Then that will allow us enough time to pause just long enough to engage our prefrontal cortex and think how we want to react when we feel these feelings. Instead of being reactive role models for our students, we show them that yes, 
we know our thoughts cause our feelings and yes we know some feelings are harder to sit with allow and feel than others but then we also model how we can feel any feeling and be okay and we can choose how we want to react if teachers are open and willing to feel all emotions especially inside the classroom you know open to feeling annoyed frustrated impatient and so on if a teacher was open to feeling these feelings without quickly responding and being impulsive to their primitive brain that is shouting this is a threat we are in danger react react then that teacher would be able to show up for their students in the way that they want any feeling that a teacher perceives to be uncomfortable, if a teacher is willing to feel it, allow it, and not find the need to react instantly, they will be able to manage students' behaviors in classroom management from a place of indifference. And I mean indifference in a calm and peaceful way, not indifference as in not caring. If a teacher practices being okay to feel annoyed, unheard, and impatient, this would give them back so much power and energy within their mind and body that would allow them to be able to show up for their students and create meaningful connection, meaningful teacher-student relationships, and compassionate classroom climate. When we step into awareness about what feelings are the hardest for us to feel inside of the classroom, what feelings inside the classroom really make you feel, quote, triggered so triggered or uncomfortable that you cannot sit with them and you have to react or snap, that is when you are one step closer to taking your power back. So yes, in my opinion, one of the most important things I believe a teacher can do for their students and for themselves is be open and willing to feel all of their emotions without listening to the primitive part of our brain that shouts we are in danger of losing control or being taken over by rebellious students. And it's a loud primitive response. When teachers are willing to practice allowing the uncomfortable feelings without instantly needing to react to get out of the feeling or take the power back, a teacher takes her brain back from her primitive nature and then they engage their prefrontal cortex and they get to choose how they want to respond and show up for their students. A teacher willing to feel any feeling and allow it is a teacher who is able to manage their thoughts, feel their emotions, and then engage their prefrontal cortex to plan how they are going to react out of a place of love and compassion instead of self-judgment and self-criticism they become a model for their students. A teacher who cannot stand to be annoyed or cannot stand to be frustrated or disrespected is a reactive teacher. A teacher who snaps at students, who is authoritative over students, who creates classroom environments that hinder students feeling safe to take learning risks and making mistakes. Yes, we are human and we get frustrated and we will have a knee-jerk primitive reaction and sometimes we will give in to it. But what if each week you gave in less and less and you became a safe place of trust and compa compassion for your students and for yourself? Who knew that teachers make mistakes and they could make mistakes? 
they can learn to feel their feelings because we showed them that we can feel any feeling. There will be circumstances with students that will, we encounter and we will have a thought about this circumstance. And that thought we have will cause an emotion. And if you have an unmanaged mind and your amygdala is leading, then you will of course encounter negative thoughts that will cause uncomfortable emotions. And then you will either snap at a student, lose patience, or internalize it and make it mean that the circumstance or that student is causing you to have these feelings. How do we take responsibility for how we are feeling? By owning our thoughts. We take the power away from the circumstance, take it away from others and give it back to ourselves. So the second most important thing for a teacher to do is to take responsibility for their thoughts. And to know, deeply know that their thoughts cause their emotions. These are thoughts that are creating the feeling a teacher is having. Their thoughts about them as a teacher, their thoughts about their class as a whole, and their thoughts about individual students. I recommend doing a thought download about individual students that you label as challenging or students who just don't mesh with your personality. Step into awareness around thoughts you have around those students. Those thoughts that cause your feelings towards that student, which makes you take or not take certain actions which in turn creates the result you too have in your classroom. Not to mention all the evidence your brain collects to prove this thought about that child to be true because that is what your brain does. Your brain is an evidence collector for thoughts that you already hold to be true. Let me pause to address a few things I know that is going on inside of our teacher brain. Yes, we need to have classroom management. Yes. We would like students to respect us and as their teacher, and yes, students need to follow directions or instructions inside of your classroom. However, it is proven, and I know you've heard it in all the trainings and in all the good research, that students who trust their teachers or think their teachers care about them or likes them are more willing to engage in and follow classroom rules and open, and are more open to the opportunities to take learning risks. So what does this so what does this mean? What does managing your emotions and your thoughts do with this? Unfortunately, even in today's classroom, there are still teachers who try to shame students into obedience or embarrass them into compliance or try to overpower them by taking away their control within the classroom to show them they will respect them. But just ask Brene Brown if this shame game works and she will tell you no. Shame is not the answer. It does not work for adults. So what makes us thinks, think it would work for children? All shame does is prove to that child that all their negative thoughts that their brain is feeding them is right. I also wanna just take a moment and share that we as adults with matured prefrontal cortex, meaning our prefrontal cortex is completely developed, still have a hard time feeling feelings of disrespect, rejection, shame, vulnerability, of being seen as not knowledgeable or unknowing. And we react impulsively to these emotions. But of course we do. We have a human brain 
and our amygdala gets triggered and if you can't be actively practicing how to engage your prefrontal cortex and allowing yourself to feel all of your emotions then you will impulsively react it's the human thing to do even you as an adult when you perceive a student to be disrespectful not listening rude not paying attention you impulsively react we as adults with matured prefrontal cortex still have a hard time feeling feelings. And yet, every day we expect students to use their underdeveloped prefrontal cortex to handle these same hard emotions that are so hard for us as adults. And not only do we expect them to do that, we expect them to do it without an attitude, without resistance, instead with grace and ease and showing us respect and obedience. After taking several neuroscience and education classes, reading books and getting my life coaching certification, my mind is still just blown away at what we are expecting from students, social emotionally that we have not even mastered ourselves. Before we can expect these things from our students, we have to model it ourselves. Then it is our job to teach our students how to engage and develop their prefrontal cortex, the part of the brain that is designed for planning ahead and making decisions. Sometimes we don't know why we react the way that we do, but then we ask students, why did you do that? I don't know, they say, and we don't believe them. But I bet if you take a minute to ask them, what were you thinking when you did that? What was the problem? How did that thought make you feel? Most of the time, students are reacting to a thought. And since students have human brains, just like us, more than 85% of their thoughts about themselves are negative and they are on constant repeat and they are reacting to themselves and they are not reacting to you as a teacher. They most often are reacting to a thought they were thinking about themselves or about how somebody thinks or feels about them. The negative thoughts they have in their head are about them. The reason why they act is about them. Just like us as adults, how often are you thinking you are not good enough? that someone doesn't like you, you aren't smart enough, you're an imposter and soon someone is going to find out, right? Well, students have similar thoughts too. I'm never going to be good at math. My teacher doesn't like me. My friends don't like me. I can't do this. This is too hard. We brush it off and we tell them to stop acting like a kindergartner and start doing your work. Well, there we did it. We just added another layer of shame and a negative label to them for their brain to offer as evidence that their negative thoughts are true. Instead of just talking to students and taking the time to inform them about their brain and how negative it really is and that it's okay that they have negative thoughts about themselves because that's how the brain is wired because they have a human brain and then teaching them that they can rewire their brain and they can change their thoughts if they practice thoughts on purpose. 
so that is what i give you for student strategies teach your students about their brains teach them to feel all of the emotions that they feel teach them about their brain and ask them did you know your brain only has three things it ever wants to do one conserve energy so not learning something new two increase pleasure so not doing things we so doing things that we enjoy what we are good at or do something we already know how to do and three decrease pain which means not wanting to do things that are hard or are new or may cause us feelings that we don't want to feel so of course you're resisting this new and hard thing you have a human brain and it does that so yes i'm adding in one more layer of our job in our already complex and heavy load but it can literally take less than 10 minutes to do a quick lesson about their brain and it will make a huge difference. So I want to encourage you to step into awareness this week. Observe your emotions. Observe the actions that you take when you feel a certain emotion. I want you to start becoming aware of your thoughts that create your feelings and label them. What is your knee-jerk reaction? What actions do you take or what don't you do when you feel a certain way? And ask yourself if this is serving your students. And is it serving you? And if it's not, what can you think on purpose when these events happen to change it? I hope this podcast resonates with you and that you hear me when I am rooting for you guys. We have such a challenging job. And so often we're in a fast-paced auto-response mode, right? We're just go, go, go. But so often that causes us to be reactive instead of reflective. It teaches us that our primitive brain is in charge. So I challenge you to really feel your feelings, observe your thoughts, and teach your students about their brain. I hope you guys have a great day and come back for next week's episode.